Becca's thing said it was a Shende Superius. Yep. So what do you think she changed it to? A, se- a Shende Stuperius. I hate that that is exactly what a teenager would do. And welcome to Are the 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And we just... Okay, so our fun fact this week is which memory we would airlock. And I picked my most embarrassing memory, which I am now going to admit to everyone that listens to this. So... Welcome to my shame. So I was once babysitting my little cousin and she was about three at the time and I took her to the park and she had a Dora the Explorer haircut like every other kid at the time and I got her mixed up with another kid and tried to take that kid like out of the park. And the mom was like, hello? And I was like, yeah, okay, so that's not my cousin. That's some other lady's kid that I am now trying to kidnap as, like, a 14-year-old who shouldn't be babysitting this kid in the first place. And that memory haunts me. I tried to take someone else's kid home because I thought it was my cousin? Cool. Were they going to go with you? Like, no, the kid was looking at me like, what the hell, lady? And I was <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm stupid. I'm a child. Yeah, so, um, that memory adds nothing to my life. And if I could airlock it, I would. Mm. Okay. Okay. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 24-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And now I'm thinking I should probably do a memory that's, like, from when I was younger, because I was going to do something really recent, and, uh... Oh, frick. What was it? Okay. So, at the... (sighs) At the most recent Unity Days, uh-huh. I was going to get my picture with Richard Harmon because uh, I had a selfie with him from the year before. Okay, so basically, here's the context. Very first Unity Days, I was like, I saw Richard in the hallway. And he had somewhere to go. And I was like, Richard, we should get a selfie. And he said, we will. I said, promise. And he said, yes. And then he forgot. <gasps> and he didn't get a selfie An with actor me. forgot a random man's yeah. request? yeah. So then on the second Unity Days, I was like up there on my pan- on our, our panel being like, y'all, Richard Harmon promised me a selfie last year and he didn't give it to me. And everybody needs to like, and he wasn't like an official person, like he wasn't an official guest that year. And so I was like, if anyone sees Richard Harmon, yep. you have to tell me because he owes me a selfie. And guess what? People helped me. And that was very, very nice. So I got a picture with Richard, um, but it wasn't very well lit because I thought it was like my only opportunity in my entire life (laughs) or something. So it's not very well lit. And so for the third Unity Days last year, I was like, I'm going to actually get an official selfie with Rick that is like better. Mm -hmm. So I went up to get my selfie and we got, I got two different pictures. And one of them where I was smiling and Richard was not smiling. And then, so for the second photo, since he saw that I was smiling, he started smiling. And since I saw that he wasn't smiling, I stopped smiling. And so basically I have a picture of me smiling and Rick not smiling. And then a picture of Rick smiling and me not smiling. And then I turned to him and I said, we switched. And he he thought, mm. and he thought I meant that he wanted me and him to switch places so we could take the picture. Okay? Oh my god! But that's not what I meant. And so I was like, okay, thanks. And then I walked away, and he looked confused. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still upset about it. (laughs) So, so thanks. That happened to me. Oh, I like that a lot. So I'd get rid of that one. Cool. Because I still feel stupid about it. You could live without that. 
Yeah. I once, if it makes you feel better, I once asked uh, Robert Picardo, who plays the doctor on Star Trek, which of his favorite, which of his headshots was his favorite for him to sign. And I was like, why did I ask him that? He doesn't care. And if it was me, I would have a favorite. He looked at me like I was crazy. Oh. I was like, oops. Either way, it's really awkward because also like, I've seen Richard for the exact same time about like in January for the past three years. (laughs) So like, he knows me. Or he's seen you before, for sure. Like, I feel like he would probably at least be like, I know that I've seen that person before. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I'm I'm so sorry. living in my sadness. She's literally looking down at the ground, like, you know that Lisa Simpson meme where she's just kind of, like, looking down at the ground and going, oh, my God. That's that's Robin right now. Today we have words to say about episode 610 of the 100 Matryoshka, I think is how you pronounce it, and it's just like another phrase for a a Russian nesting doll. Why do you think it was called that? After seeing the episode, why did you think it was called Russian nesting doll? Oh, probably because it was memories inside of memories? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. It didn't fit very well. It made a mess. But that's just how it be sometimes. So, um, would you like to talk about Toot and Boot first, or thoughts from listeners first? Uh, we usually do toot and boot first, right? Okay. Do you like to toot or boot the episode, Binny? I would like to give it a solid, uh, newt. Yes. So we are both on the same page for this. Um, we are going to boot the Sanctum storyline and toot the Clark storyline, which gives us an even newt. Yeah. So once again, let me just, uh, reiterate that the scale goes from best to worst. Shoot, toot, newt, boot, scoot. Thank you. Yeah. We sound like crazy people every time, but it's true. But also, it's not our fault. It's, uh, really, it's a drag queen's fault, yeah. so. Well, what isn't in our lives? All right. Well, okay. That's, that's tea. So, I picked out a few thoughts from listeners. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who tweeted us such nice things, um, for this episode. It really means a lot to us. The amount of people who tweeted me to just be like, hey, it's okay. Like, it's okay that you were upset. I was like, thank you, because I feel, I still feel stupid, but that, that meant a lot. So I did pick out a few things. So at Sue underscore Hageman, I think that's how you pronounce Mm -hmm. it. If it's not, please let me know. I think the red slash green boxes mean like stop and go. I think stop means she wants to stop what's happening to her and not go continue down the same path. Oh, that, I would like that. Okay, sure. Sure. At Lisa Powell 92. Personally, I get why Octavia chose the red box. Maybe it's because I'm a bit of a tortured edgelord too, but I think <laughs> Octavia chose it because she knew something in there needed resolution. Seeing happy memories would be nice, but it wouldn't necessarily do anything for her. She knows she has issues to deal with, and ignoring them isn't going to help her. Plus, we tortured edgelords like to revel in our suffering, lol. And as you guys said later, she likes pain and wants to be punished for what she does wrong. She might feel like that's the only way to be redeemed. Yeah, I completely agree. I think yeah. that was, like, the point they were doing. Mm-hmm. We're just goofballs, and we were yeah. like, well, why wouldn't you pick the happy one? <laughs> I want happiness. <laughs> we got the most, we got the most SoundCloud comments we have ever gotten on an episode in one week. Actually, I guess it's been less than one week by the time that we're recording this. Yeah, it's only been a couple days. Um... So thanks to everyone who wrote in SoundCloud comments. Uh, oh, P.S. If you can't tell yeah. already, I'm sick. Thanks. And she is getting me sick. So yeah, friendship. Yeah. Um, but we did pick out one from anonymous that we did want to um uh, acknowledge <laughs> slash I guess acknowledge. Sure. Um, 
Interesting, another podcast considered this one of the best episodes of The 100, and the Octavia stuff in particular would have been the biggest shoot to ever have shooted. Is your thing being the exact opposite of every other podcast and the fandom? That's my favorite comment that we've ever gotten. So, I don't think that the person who wrote this meant it in a mean way. Oh, I to me it sounds sarcastic as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is like your thing, like... In a chill way or in a mean way? No, I think in it. A- I mean, again, it's hard to retone on the internet, but for me, if I was teeping, if I was teeping that, if I was typing that, I would be like, oh, yeah, like, these people are idiots. Yeah, I guess from the interesting, another podcast mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. Okay, so either way, if you meant it, I mean, luckily, you're anonymous, so congratulations. It doesn't matter either way. Um, but uh, just to clear things up, um, I we don't have a thing. Um, yeah, our thing is to just talk to each other and to you guys. Yeah, I mean do we have similar views because we live together and are best friends and watch the show together and talk about the show together? Sure. We record before a lot of the other podcasts are even out, so we wouldn't have any way of knowing what the other podcasts were going to do. I personally don't even listen to the other podcasts. I'm sure they're all lovely. I know a lot of our listeners listen to the other podcasts, which I think is really cool. We and just, I think, yeah, we I have think, to be careful because if we listen to those podcasts, we will accidentally absorb their ideas and then we'll like take, I know for me at least, I will start to think their ideas are my ideas uh-huh. and I have to be very careful because I don't want to do that because I did that once with a meditation thing and I have felt guilt about it ever since. Yeah. So uh, is your thing like being exact? The exact opposite of every other podcast. No, because I don't know what the other podcasts are going to stay are going to say. And also, like, it's just I don't know. It's my opinion. Literally, like, (laughs) we just had a different take on the episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Like, do I already feel foolish for being upset at last week's episode? For sure, I do. I feel like a damn fool. I wish I hadn't cried. It was very embarrassing. I'll probably be ashamed of that for the rest of my life. But given how this week's episode went, I'm not going to feel ashamed of not liking most of those plot lines because it turned out I was right to not like them. Unless all the other podcasts liked it, in which case, once again, we are the exact opposite. But that was but not our goal. Not, but that's not our goal. Um, also the Octavia stuff I probably would have liked if they hadn't done it two episodes before with Clark. I stand by that opinion and I probably always will. Yeah, I probably, you're right. I probably would have liked it if they hadn't like just done it with Clark like two days ago. And if they had done that Octavia stuff a season sooner and not made her a villain for a whole season and irredeemable in the in the eyes of the audience, again, I probably would have been into it, but it was kind of a case of too late. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that people listen to more than one podcast and I like that our opinions are different than the different podcasts. Yeah, it because would be so boring. It'd be so different or it'd be so, like you said, it'd be so boring if everybody had the same opinion and yeah, that means that everybody offers something different, which I think is really cool. So if you really liked last week's episode, I mean, good. Go, go check out some of those other podcasts who did like it. And I hope that they get to talk all about how much they liked it and you can relate to that. But um, one of the like, other I'm things- I'm sorry if we, I genuinely sorry if yeah. you came here and you liked it and we didn't have something to give you. I am sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But how could we, we had no way of knowing that other people weren't going to like that episode, you know? Yeah. We, there, was, there was no way of knowing that. Yeah, um, the other thing that kind of just, like, made me feel a little bit weird about this is, is your thing, like, being the exact opposite of the fandom. Maybe I'm just entrenched in the cabbie fandom, but there was a lot of upset. Yeah, you, I think because you are friends with all of my friends, Yeah. Um, you probably just picked up on a lot of the bitterness, and I'm just kind of concerned with 
doing whatever I want and having my own opinion. And when I do agree with the rest of the fandom, that's great because a lot of the time we do. But yeah, my goal in life is to not like just, you know, give lip service to something just because everyone else is, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Sure. But anyway, even if this person didn't mean this maliciously, I just like, it's important to point out we're just we're just here to talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're just here to talk about like a show. It's not that deep. Like even last week when I was, when we were crying and talking about this stuff, like I kept saying it's just a TV show. Cause it's just a TV show. Yeah. It's not that deep. And when, what other time have we been completely against the fandom and all the other podcasts? Lord, who knows? Like our thing, but only for this one episode. I don't know. Either way, it's probably you, this episode too. Yeah. If you wrote that comment and you didn't mean it sarcastically, thank you so much for letting, for giving us an opportunity to talk about that because I do think it was an important thing to yeah. mention. And like, okay, like sure. Yeah. And if you did, I hope we answered some of your questions. Yeah. And if you were, if you wrote that and you were one of our listeners and you were kind of disappointed that like we were not feeling it, dude, I am sorry. Mm-hmm. That, that probably does suck, and all I can say is, hey, um, some of our past podcasts were pretty good. And we'll maybe, check out our Nevermind podcast. Maybe we'll agree again in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we split this episode up into the Clark storyline and the Sanctum storyline. Um, I think the Sanctum one's a little bit bigger, but I the, like the Clark yeah. one better, so can we start with Sanctum? Is that okay? Yes. Um, I just want to say right off the bat, um, I'm going to be a huge bitch about most of this plot line and I know I have to bleep myself out while editing but I stand by using that word mm-hmm. I just don't like this plot line and I think I think if we're gonna go with the general fandom mood mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't like this plot line yeah I, I was just I'm I'm disappointed Maddie Maddie you're Maddie it's a whole no. mess it's a whole <laughs> mess no yeah no Maddie no it's just now that I'm sick no! <laughs> oh, it's even, it's very high. No! Oh boy. It's nasally. <laughs> I think the stuff, that, like, from Sanctum that involves Russell and stuff is still quite good. Like, yeah, like yeah. the crime stuff. Yeah. Like, one of the things that I tweeted, I didn't tweet a lot during this episode, especially because I wasn't able to watch it live, because I went to <laughs> a free Wizard Rock show at my library sure instead of watching it live. But the one tweet that I did make was that I love domestic primes. Yeah, I love the domestic primes because we hardly ever get to see them just alone without any of the other people that we know. So it's like you get to see the relationships that they have built over over 200 years, which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really I really love domestic primes. Very, very the cool. interpersonal relationships with them are so good. Yeah. So yeah, let's get started. Yeah. Okay. Abby, Raven, and Simone are back on the ground. The nightblood is gone. Simone tells Abby that Clark is dead, but Russell tells Simone that she's not. They never should have let Earth Crew stick around. Also, Miranda's dead. Oh, and also Simone wants to kill everyone, but Russell talks her down to just killing one person. Mm. And I think that's reasonable. Thanks. So the first thing I want to say is the reason why I'm chilling, like having like I'm just back to my normal self, is there was no emotional fallout from Kane dying. Also, <laughs> let me just point out. Let me just point out. Oh no. This is my this is a, a literal quote from Raven to Abby. Simone will want payback for Kane. And that is the To Abby. Yeah. To Abby. And yeah. Abby is like, Mer. You're like, Abby's like, cool, here's the thing. That wasn't my idea. Mm-hmm. That was kind of you and Kane and Indra's idea. But okay, that's the okay. only time Kane is mentioned, just for the record. Yeah. Like Marcus Kane, one of the most established characters from six seasons of this show, died the previous episode. 
and the only time he was mentioned was in relation to the plot and Abby did not mourn him at all and I think that is the messiest thing I have ever heard. I like how Russell said where's our new prime? Yeah. Like, like how do you, how are you going to explain that? How are you going to explain that to the rest of the people who think of you as gods? How are you going to be like, hey guys, so frick the lees, am I right? <laughs> we made another one. We made a new one. They're like, hey, can I become one? And he's like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you going to explain that? All of those are like, wait a minute, we could have all been primes too? Yeah. Um... Why do you think Simone tells Abby about Clark? Um, because I think Simone blames Abby for what happened, and she wanted to hit her where it hurts. Oh, I didn't see it that way at all. I think Simone blames Abby for Cain killing himself. We literally said last episode that it's clear that Simone does not blame Abby. She does. She must. That's not how I saw it at all. Well, how do you see it? Well, I saw it, first of all, as the end of last episode, her being like, Abby, do something, and Abby's like, I'll try, and then, or like... Or it was clear that Abby was not the one who was like, I mean, she wasn't holding a gun to them, you know? No. So, so Abby wasn't a part of it. I thought she was, she was telling her as a service because Abby did try to help her. Abby tried to help her and she, she's like, comes over and she's like, by the way, your daughter is also dead as a, like being like, just so you know. Maybe. I don't know. I saw, I saw it as kindness. I saw it as maliciousness. So I, I mean, it could be either one. Yeah. Because in my brain that made sense because Simone thought that Abby seeming innocent with the whole airlock the nightblood thing was a ruse and that they had really all betrayed Simone, including Abby. Oh. I guess I see, (laughs) I guess I uh, see the better in Simone than everyone else. I don't know. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I actually really liked Simone Mm -hmm. because I liked the complexity of her. And I even wrote down my, one of my notes for this scene was, um, Simone looks cool AF because this costume is incredible. Yeah. The the sleeves that are tiered. Are you kidding me? I want those. Simone always looks really cool. Yeah. She had the best wardrobe for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So they say that two are still at large. Echo and Gaia. Yes. For so I was like, my immediate thing was Echo and Bellamy. I thought it was that Echo was and my Bellamy. thought as well. And then I was like, oh yeah, Gaia, who also who didn't leave even though she was <laughs> banished. I thought they meant Clark and Bellamy, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, someone didn't do math here. Um, um <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, and they can't kill the actual murderer because she has the blood. Maddie is the most protected person of everyone in their whole mm-hmm. thing like it's it's maddie and she's the one who deserves it the least because she's a freaking creep right now but it's like it's not even maddie like that's the problem is it's shade Hedda. like yeah. maddie has no control right now i'm so disappointed because i thought that maddie having the flame was such a freaking cool thing at the end of last season and then and now i'm just like it. maddie uh, i no. I, I am literally on record on this podcast as saying I like the flame plotline. I've always liked the flame plotline. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it, I mean, the flame led to like this whole plot that we have this season with the primes, right? Like, yeah, that was the technology. The way they're doing it, though, now I'm like, oh, now I look like a fool. Because now me disagreeing with most people who hate the flame Now I have to agree with them, and I look like an idiot. So thanks a lot. (laughs) Riker tells the host families that they're really dead and not actually inside their minds. He's also harboring Echo and Gaia. They need a plan B for when everything inevitably goes to hell. Riker sends the families back with the promise that they'll take over Sanctum peacefully, but Echo disagrees. Simone is going to kill one of them, so Echo comes up with an assassination plan. Oh, and she also thinks they'll pick Murphy. The whole episode, everyone was like, yeah, it's gonna be Murphy. I was like, why? Why not? But like, they no, I understand. I understand yeah. why it's like why Murphy. But the thing is that it's like of everybody else who's in there, Murphy. It's gonna be Murphy, yeah. obviously. Which is like, 
brutal because it's like they can't kill the doctor they can't kill the pilot yeah they can't kill the other engineer so that's amori they can't kill jackson they can't kill jackson doctor so it really kind of should have been between miller and murphy yeah and it was miller's Miller's not as big of a deal as murphy and murphy has a fear of dying yeah yeah and murphy has done worse things it's true he has i don't know yeah i was kind of complicit with blood reina for a little bit so Um, gaia magically is back for no freaking reason okay what the see this is why i was like i'm gonna boot this plot line because they started it we're getting towards the end of the season which means things are gonna have to start being kind of made up and brushed aside in order to get to the end yeah so clearly gaia disappearing then reappearing was oh crap um she's needed on the set of sabrina yeah so so uh oops oops so yeah, I guess guys back. I like that Echo of all people, of course, knew that this was gonna go. And I say of all people, like she wasn't the person who would always be that person. Let's yeah. be real. So the people who he's talking to are Delilah's parents. Yes. Who I guess are the only host parents who are still alive. Like yeah. where's Riker's parents? Like Riker's host's know. parents, you know? Because yeah. like he's not that old. No. But they, so, I feel like I people don't, don't live long on this planet. I guess not. Oh, yeah. Like, remember that whole thing about, like, how we've never seen a senior citizen? Exactly. Um, and then also a null who sacrificed his baby because Josephine asked him to. But, like, I wonder what reason Josephine gives for that. Yeah, like, it's clear that they don't sacrifice all of the babies because some of the babies grow up to become their guards. Yeah, like, some, they have to have some nulls around to do the dirty work, essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. to be their they're slaves. So I guess, like, Josie was like, well, frick that baby in particular. Maybe that baby was, like, a, a boy, like, a son of two nulls. Well, like, are nulls allowed to get with people who aren't nulls and have kids with them? No. So, yeah, so, like, what? what's the a null choice is, of baby? A null is just somebody who doesn't carry. Yeah, so, yeah. like, my thought was, like, if if being a null is, re- is recessive, though, then, like, a null could have a baby with a normal person, normal person, yeah. and then, like, they would test the baby, and then if the baby was also a null, then it'd be, like, but in, but maybe, like, in their gene pool. Odds are maybe the, it, their baby the child could would have be, the blood, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, and then if it's, like, two nulls, it's, like, there's no freaking way that this kid even has any... Thing, then maybe that'd be they'd be they would get rid of it. I don't know, but I guess... um, I can't. I'm not gonna pretend to understand genetics. I took that class a long time ago. Yeah, the only thing I ever understood in genetics was a Punnett square, and then after a while, I stopped understanding that as well. But I feel like that. I feel like that makes sense. It's like it's I think like, Josie. It was at Josie's discretion. It's like Muggleborns, you know, like um, even though people in your family are Muggles, they have like a very very recessive magic gene and then and then if two f- people have like a recessive magic gene sometimes they can make a magic kid yeah even though they're muggles yeah so like yeah yeah dude okay so yeah then the dude then lost his wife who i guess regretted was, yeah or felt bad for sure about yeah. doing that and she gave herself to the forest or the offering grove riker ha- finally has to tell people because echo made him why is riker so ashamed of letting gabriel go I think- Like, so ashamed that he'll do these things that he, like, has been specifically not wanting to do for years. I mean, that is a great question, because of course there's, you know, the the show logic behind it, which is, oh, he doesn't want anyone to find out. Yeah. But at this point, everyone else's sins are stacked up so high that you kind of gotta wonder, how mad can they be when Riker made one decision? Like, do you think they would hold him responsible for basically being where they are now? Yeah. 
Because that's possible, and I can see why he'd be afraid of that. Yeah. But I think it's genuinely that he's afraid of Russell's retribution and maybe what his mother thinks of him. Yeah. I liked what he said, knowing Simone, she would let them choose who dies. So he knows Simone. What? So what about Simone? Like, have they done this before? And Simone is always the one who's like, no, let them choose, just to be like a Uh, creep? Maybe. My thing is, like, him giving away that throwaway line of exposition made me... I was like, what the hell? Like, if you weren't paying attention to that exact way, which I wasn't, I would wonder why they were just all allowed to suddenly choose who it was. Mm. And it was like, oh, you had to be paying attention to a different character in a different scene, kind of half related to this plotline, but not really in order to, like, get the idea of what that is. Mm -hmm. I was like, why didn't you just put that in the scene with Simone and Russell? Because now we get to, we, it's extra for the other scene, knowing that Riker and them have such a long-term yeah, I guess. relationship. I really liked that part because then it was like, okay, so he knows Simone mm-hmm. so well that he knows what she's going to do because he's known her for a bajillion years. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, But like, that makes me think that Russell is the guy who's just like, yes, kill that one in particular or yes, kill them all. And she's just like, no, let them pick. This will be fun. <laughs> it's the illusion of democracy. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I like that. Yeah. So next scene, Murphy also thinks they'll pick Murphy. He's imprisoned with Amori Jackson, Miller Raven, and Maddie, uh, um, as well as Abby. Mm-hmm. Maddie is full shade Hedda. Abby finds out Murphy helped Josie with her plan and slaps him. She'll pick him as a sacrifice, too. There was no reason to slap him, in my opinion. Like, well, she thinks that she is officially dead, right? Or did they find did they get into the thing and they're like, oh, guys, guess what? Clark isn't actually dead. We're still trying to work for her. What a great okay. question that the show chose not to answer for us. I mean, she they she has to know that she's not alive now. I would love to know if uh, Abby knows that Clark is alive, but we sure don't know that. She has to have. I know that we don't know that canonically, but like, it, like using context clues, she has to know. You'd think so. You know, Imori would have told her. Imori? Jackson knows. Jackson would have told Abby. Oh, well, they say in the scene when he found out what happened, he did the right thing. And I was like... Oh, yeah. Right. I was like, so y'all are telling me not only did I not really get to see Abby's reaction to Clark being dead, but I also didn't get to see her learn that Clark's not dead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What uh, the yeah. hell? I liked the part where Murphy was like, I thought she was already dead as an excuse because actually... Good point. I think that's a good point. Listen, Abby Griffin is the reason I started this show and she is my favorite character, but I can't claim like that she has any likability left mm-hmm. at this point. They've destroyed Abby's likability so thoroughly that when she slapped Murphy, I was on Murphy's team. Yeah. I was like, listen, I understand that this is a grieving twice over widow who thinks that her daughter just died. She's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. But since they have not chosen to show us where Ma- Abby's mind is at right now and kind of just had her slap Murphy... Because someone wanted, I guess, Murphy to get slapped in this scene. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, I get the grieving part, but y'all forgot to address that? Has Abby ever slapped anybody? Yeah, Abby slapped Raven, too. She slapped her? I thought Raven slapped Abby. No, Abby slapped Raven. Oh. And it was, like, the nastiest thing that she had done up to that point. Yeah. And I I never try to justify that. I always said that was a disgusting thing that she did. And then she electrocuted Raven. Mm-hmm. And then she slapped Murphy. And I'm like, so you're just trying to make Abby the villain, huh? It kind of feels like that. It does. And I would not be surprised if Abby dies at the end of this season. And that's just that. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that when Echo was like, obviously they're going to choose Murphy, I laughed out loud. So did I. Because I literally was like, ha ha. As if, guys. <laughs> Not gonna happen. 
cockroach. Uh-uh. And then everyone was like, yeah, it's Murphy, right? And Murphy was like, okay. <laughs> Literally, everyone was like, it was Murphy. And Murphy was like, it was Murphy. He's like, it's, it's Murphy. <laughs> Everyone's like, who vote here votes for Murphy? Murphy. Okay, okay, okay. Can I get you? I haven't done this in a while, but can I get you to close your eyes? Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. I can't promise I won't fall asleep with my eyes closed. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. So, the 100 AU mm-hmm. of just this scene. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and they are doing a vote in Survivor. Okay. And it's <laughs> it's at the end. Stop! It's at the end during the credits okay. when they're showing who all their votes are. Okay? 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 And everyone's like, Murphy. 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 And then, <laughs> at the end, it's Murphy who's showing his vote. And he just holds up his own name and goes, eh? He's like, probably. Murphy. He's like, mm. He was like, I didn't want to vote for myself, but I just figured they all would anyway. Might as well make it unanimous. I love how opposite that is to his character, because he doesn't want to die. Mm-hmm. But we're just like, mm, yeah. yeah. He picked himself. Yeah. Um, I like that Amori has faith in Echo. Like, anybody could have said, no, Echo will get us out of here. But Amori's Amori the one did who it. did it. I like how much they're building up Amori and Echo's relationship. Me too. Amori this season is a freaking delight. Yeah. I love her. I mean, except for that one time when she stabbed Murphy. <laughs> but that was uh, that was an accident, kind of. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> um, uh, the prime picture wall. So the prime picture wall is in this place where they are. Yes? Yeah. Uh, Abby sits in front of it, sulks the entire episode. Yes, there. you could only see the Lightborns and the Lees in this episode. So I went back to 601 to see the Prime picture wall because um, now that I know more about the Primes and I made that whole like thing, that whole graphic all about which Prime was which and such, mm-hmm. I went back to go and look at that for more information. And I was right about Miranda's family, as in that other guy who was also there was Miranda's husband. Yes. So I was right about that, which is nice. And you see Priya and Riker on the bottom. Yep. Um, Once again, Gabriel, question mark? Like, I understand why his picture isn't there. Yeah. Because obviously they don't want reminders. They, he has been condemned. Yeah. Clearly. Um, I'm still a little confused about that original picture. Like, how did they Photoshop him out? Was he the one taking the picture? If he was, why wasn't he in the picture? Um, and also some people are saying that maybe he's related to Priya and Riker, but we know Priya and Riker's last name and Gabriel's last name is Santiago. Yeah. They all, yeah. We don't know Miranda's last name, but it would be why weird. wouldn't he stand with his family in the yeah. whole big picture? I don't know. I'm so confused about Gabriel. Um, maybe he came by himself. I maybe he, he did. I that's think he what, came by himself. That's what it seems like. But either way, if he did, I still think he should be in that big photo. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I love the idea that they photoshopped him out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. Either way, we know Priya and Riker's last name, and we know Gabriel's last name, and they're not the same last name. So yeah. that's not the same. Um, um, I just want to harp on my uh, why are they turning into Abby into a villain thing again. Um, having Maddie smile when she slapped Murphy is like a communication to the audience that Maddie slash Shade Hedda was pleased with Abby's actions. Mm. So the big villain is pleased with someone slapping someone, which communicates to the audience that they are on a similar side now. Right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Anyway, I miss like season three, Abby Griffin. Sad. Wish she'd come back. Sad. Who's that? I, I, sad. Sad. (laughs) Raven and Murphy have a heart to heart about death. A guard brings Gaia in, which upsets Maddie and Shade Hedda. Echo is going to save them all. No worries, Smurfo. So 
this the raven in this episode was the closest to actual raven i've seen all season fully but i still didn't really like love it so much because she has been the morality police for all season um like really aggressively to the point where like we have said before it's you know she's not even saying things that are true yeah yeah, 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 um But when she goes over to Murphy and she's like, it's not about immortality. It's about morality. And I'm like, thank you for mansplaining morality to us again. <laughs> Once again, she's the freaking morality police and she doesn't have the credentials. She, she hasn't gone through training to be the morality police. I I liked this because I love Raven and Murphy's relationship. Mm-hmm. I love the weird friendship that they have. I love that they just kind of understand each other, even though there's no reason that they should. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when she was like, it's about, it's not about immortality, it's about morality. Like me on first watch, I was like, ooh. And then on second watch, I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong advice to give John Murphy. He won't huh? listen to it. <laughs> And then he didn't. Yeah. At the end of the day, when he was facing death, he decided to blurt out the immoral thing. Yeah. Because he was like, hey, I know how to save all of our lives. And I was like, so that lesson didn't stick. Gotcha. Yeah, I can't say that I I can't blame him, though, just for the record. I can't say that I have never shipped Raven and Murphy. I know that you don't like that. But I live for an enemies to friends to lovers. And they're on the friends stage. Mm -hmm. So... Robin is looking at her bare wrist right now, like, uh, hurry up! Judge Judy Dotkin? Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I think because Murphy is in part responsible for disabling Raven, I don't know if I'll ever be able to ship it, but given what the show has sort of progressed their relationship to, if you wanted to explore that idea in fanfic, I'd be Mm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, I don't know if the show could ever pull it off. Yeah. But I think a really talented fanfic writer could. I mean, at this point, like, just do whatever, show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, literally. I'll, I'll watch you either way. at this point, the show could be like, um, everyone was actually, like, this was all a dream, and when they all go into the anomaly at the end of the season, they're gonna undo most of this season. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I stopped watching Once Upon a Time in season three, because it was like, I've only watched, like, two and a half seasons of this. I Whatever, mm-hmm. you know? But at this point, like, I have a podcast about this show. I'm six season in, seasons into this show. I can't not finish it at this point, you know? And I think we're really, we, we differ there because, mm-hmm. oddly, I got six seasons deep into CSI before I said, okay, I'm done now. Because I got to the point where they got Grissom and Sarah together instead of Grissom and Catherine. And I was like, this is gross and I don't want to watch this anymore and then I didn't and then I came back for the series finale isn't CSI a procedural it sure is it was my first procedural CSI was my actually one of my first television fandoms of all time Mm. my fandom thing kind of went Harry Potter and then CSI (laughs) and there's a reason that I hate procedurals now I did Harry Potter and then lost yeah and she's still here yeah you went strength to strength I went strength to Okay. Bottom of the damn barrel. <laughs> because procedurals, like, with procedural shows, any character development that happens in one episode gets undone the next episode. Yeah. So, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, by the sixth season, they got those two together, and I was like, okay, I quit. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the end of this season, I don't know if I'll keep watching just because at this point, I don't want to? Because so much of what's going on doesn't make any sense anymore, but hey, who knows? They've clearly decided to skip the part of the show where Abby mourns the man she loved, so mm. I guess it's watchable. 
And like we have said before, we're like, we're trying, we don't really, we don't like being negative about the show. We particularly try not to be negative about the characters, though. Um, like, we're fully ready to. Oh, yeah. All of these characters. Be critical yeah. about the storylines. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. decisions, like, we're not trying to bash the, bash anything or anyone. But if you are more interested in uh, us talking more positively about the show, please feel free to um, skip to the next storyline because I have great things to say about that Oh, hell yeah. So. I'm just like, I, um, the beginning of the season was so good that my expectations were so high. You should just watch the beginning of season seven (laughs) and then when it starts to turn left, just be like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, these seasons always start out so strong and then it's like they realize they're running out of time and they spent too much time in the middle with stuff that didn't matter and now they're like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And they start sacrificing continuity in order to get the shove the plot in there, just get in there real, real fast. And so I'm like, mm. well, if this is the last season, you're going to watch it with me, right? Because they're they're ending on 100 episodes. I'm just waiting for them to tell me that it's the last season. I'm sure, like, it, it has to be just because I think it's time. Yeah. You know, if the show had started out like this, mm-hmm. if it was on an alien planet and all of this stuff, if this was the first season of a TV show, and of course other things had not happened, like the Shade Headed stuff and all of that was just not here, I think this would be such a strong first season. Yeah. But we are six seasons in. Yeah. And it's time to stop. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I th- th- The show choosing not to address anything that happened with Kane and the trauma that was done to Abby makes me okay with continuing to watch it because I'm like, oh, okay, well, if you're not going to care about that, then I don't have to feel the emotional ramifications of it. And that's mm-hmm. cool with me. Right. So. So Gaia got caught on purpose, obviously, because she had to relay all the information to everybody, correct? Fosh, fosh, yeah. Okay. Has she been hiding with Riker this whole time? Where has she been? What, why are you asking questions that we will never get the answers to? Because that's, that's just what my a, podcast is for. That's just a logical thing to ask. Because be maybe somebody out there... Is like, I have a logical thing, and if they don't, maybe they can give me another weird guess. I love the idea that Gaia did hang out with Riker. Uh-huh. Because Gaia doesn't have any dirt on Riker. Yeah. So Riker would have just had to keep her there in good faith, I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, Maddie says, we should have killed you to Gaia. We. What the right? hell? And it's clear that she's not talking about, like, everybody else in the room. Like, no. she's saying we as in me and Shade Hedda. And so it's like, before she was like, Shade Hedda is scary. Now she's like, we should have killed you. Like, as if as if Shade Hedda has a home in her brain and is, like, part of the decision-making process. Yeah, it's, like, different from the Clark and Josie thing. Yeah. But at the same time, is it that, is that Shade Hedda saying uh, myself and Maddie? Or is that Maddie saying myself and Shade Hedda? Because mm-hmm. there's a huge difference there. Yeah, it's interesting also because, like, Maddie was the one who was like, no, I'm not going to kill her. Like, Shade Hedda yep. was the one who was like, let's kill her. So it's interesting that it's like, we should have killed you when it's like, like uh, you guys weren't on the same which, page which, before, though. Which so. one of you is saying this? Yeah, I'm a little confused. That's, that's a pretty crucial distinction there. Yeah, okay. Hmm. So, okay, so we only have four primes left. Yeah. And after this episode, we only have three primes left because now Josie is out of Clark's head. And sorry, to be clear, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but but to be clear, I think that Carhorn is beeping just to make sure you don't finish that sentence. Whatever, it's ambient. So, hi, welcome to downtown Vancouver. Um, so just to be clear, is Josie back in her chip or did she hang on to Clark's mind, not be in her chip, and then Clark got rid of her and now Josie's gone forever? I'm not clear on that either. I think... Guys, if you know, please tell us. Maybe we missed it. From my impression, I thought she was still in the chip and she had split herself into the neural mesh. Yeah. Which I don't quite, like, I guess 
I mean, I guess she was very attached to Clark's body. I guess. So maybe. Well, either way, Josie is not currently in a body. Therefore, we only have three primes left. We have the two, Desize, mm-hmm. and Russell. Yeah. Oh, Russell. I mean, Simone <laughs> still has her chip, but she's not in a body. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But like alive currently in bodies right now, we only have three primes left. Yeah. That's out of 12. So that's, that's out of 13. Wait, so that's Oh, what wait, it- sorry. So does Gabriel count to four? Oh, yeah, I guess Gabriel does count. So we're, we've got a third of them. So I was going to say, is that a prime an episode up until the finale that dies? But probably yeah. not then. Yeah, who knows? Riker, Simone, Priya, and Russell have a really awkward lunch. They talk about the nature of execution, which is light lunch talk. A guard enters and announces Gaia has been caught. He has one of Riker's nulls with him, and he wants to spill where Echo is. He says they're all false gods and then murders Simone. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like that lunch didn't go well. Like, if we're going to give it a grade, I'm going to give it, like, at least a D minus. Like I said before, I love domestic primes. So when- This is so funny. When he's like, so we're executing people again, and someone is just like, once again, Riker, stop being so passive aggressive, you piece of crap. Just outright and say stuff. I love that the primes all secretly hate each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, they put on this, like, charade of, (laughs) like, not even humanity, but, like, friendship. They're like- I love and adore you. I forgive you for what you have done to me. And underneath, they're all just little bitter, like, demons. Yeah. They're horrible people. And I love them so much. Mm -hmm. So the guy's name is Ty. Oh, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, they said it, like, three times. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm not an observant person. Okay, well, glad that you were doing notes. (laughs) I feel like I should be excused on account of I don't have an excuse. I just didn't pay attention. Sorry. Okay. Well, his name is Ty, and it's spelled T-A-I, because he's fancy. Ooh, I like it. (laughs) Um, And he's like, hey, thought maybe he'd be more inclined to talk to fancy people, and not another null for the reason. Ooh, whoops. Sure. Oh, yeah, my next note is, you're also a null, Cassius. Oh, yeah. Cassius is like, well, I drank more Kool-Aid than he did, so so... (laughs) I am superior. (laughs) So he's like, time to become a child of Gabriel. Bye, Simone. Okay. First of all, I'm sad that Simone died. Second of all, I'm so sad that that black got, blood got all over that gorgeous dress. Yeah. Third of all, the way that he was just screaming death to primes, I was like, so all of you secretly feel this way and yeah. you just need a little nudge, don't you? Yeah. I like the part where he was like, <laughs> he like smashed it against the table and then it was literally just like, boop, bye. But like, that is how, like, that's what I really liked about it. Was it was good aim. It was good aim. It was quick brutality. It was kind of horrible, but in terms of the acting of it- that actor did a really great job. Oh, he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't 100% love watching Simone die because actually, as I said before, I quite liked Simone. Yeah. I thought she was interesting. She was in my, she was in the top half of the, of the, well. Yeah. What, what, was she? Maybe not, but it's just because we didn't have that many. Yeah. <laughs> that many. I think Simone had the potential to actually be more interesting than Russell just because her moral mm. ambiguity did not rest on laurels. Yeah. You know, she didn't, like, put up a front in terms of her own, like, self-importance like Russell does. Yeah. Um, she was willing to do what needed to get done. And I thought that was really cool, and I thought she was an interesting character, and I'm sad that she's in there. Yeah. And not in a body. Yeah. Sorry, Simone, and sorry to whoever you used to be. You want to go to the next one? Gaia and Maddie face off. They can't take the flame out of Maddie's head because she changed the passphrase. They can't let Shade Hedda lead Maddie's army, but Abby won't let them kill Maddie. Raven thinks that they can isolate Shade Hedda's code and delete it. The guards enter and tell them that they're all going to die. Maddie is pleased. Hello? So this this plotline was definitely one of my faves. Like this scene, at least. Because Raven was acting like Raven. Yeah. 
what what the heck no one has ever changed the passphrase hey i how like, did it not occur, occur to anyone like literally not even shade Hedda, i guess had changed the passphrase i guess not because becca's thing said it was a shende superior yep so what do you think she changed it to a, a shende stuperious i hate that that is exactly what a teenager would do yeah, I like that, um, again, since Abby's not in mourning, she's back in, hey, I'm going to solve problems mode, which, yeah. okay. So, first of all, she was like, well, why don't you just change the freaking passphrase? And I'm like, yeah! And then she was like, hey, you can't kill a kid. And I'm like, I feel like that doesn't need to be said, but apparently it had to be said, because all y'all are a little messed up. Mm. <laughs> so. Oops. <laughs> so, Shade Hatta was killed by his fourth flamekeeper because Shade Hatta kept killing his flamekeepers, so that's important to know. Mm-hmm. Is, does this have anything to do with Cadigan? I thought they were going to bring something up at some point. Now they're bringing up his flamekeeper again, which makes me think that maybe they will. I don't know if it has anything to do I with Cadigan. So. But when they talked about it the first time, like, they highlighted it. So that's mm-hmm. why I thought it was going to be important. But okay. Um, when he said, when Raven starts talking, and maybe the Netflix subtitles were just wrong. Because when I first watched it, I thought he said, tell them nothing. But on Netflix, the subtitle said that this, that it was, tell that one nothing. And I'm like, tell that one, like, tell Raven in particular nothing? Oh, yeah, because Shade had a nose, she's the brains? I guess so. That's possible. That's interesting. I love that they finally gave Raven a puzzle to solve. And she, the minute Raven went into puzzle solving mode, my whole body relaxed. I was like, oh, okay, there's Raven. Yeah. Like, that's that's the person I've been missing the whole season. Yeah. Not the morality police, but freaking the real Raven who mm-hmm. likes problems. Yeah. And technology. And this is such a cool thing. You can isolate commanders. So, like, whenever Maddie is swapping up and talking to the commanders, like, she can bring Lexa forward to get stuff from Lexa. Mm-hmm. That's so neat. It's very cool. Why wouldn't they explore that more? And when everyone else gets taken out... Like, they're like, we're going to kill everybody except for that one. Off you go. And she looks so happy. My note was, Maddie doesn't care about literally anyone else. This sucks. That has to be Shadehead, though. It's not Maddie. I am feel sadness. But honestly, flipping shout out to Lola. Mm-hmm. She's doing such a good job. She looks so creepy. She she looks creepy. She's acting creepy. And she's not overdoing it. Either. No, It's a very not. subtle insidiousness. It's yeah. not like mustache twirling villain. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Also, Gaia and Maddie facing off. I was just like, Maddie's rage, again, it's just, Lola's incredible. Yeah. And she's going, like, up with, like, some big, like, there's some big talent in that room. And mm-hmm. she's really holding her own. I think that's really neat. Also, okay, so this has to be sh- foreshadowing. Because they have not brought up the sleeping army in episodes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the sleeping army is being mentioned. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I feel like definitely at some point... The thing that I'm going to be upset about is if they do wake up the army, then they clearly will follow Shade Hedda. Yeah. And I'm like, how long are we not going to have Maddie for? Yeah. Because this isn't, this isn't like Clark and Josie where we're getting to know both characters. They're both really interesting. And even though we miss Clark, we have everyone around her remembering that she's like a person that they love. Mm-hmm. With Maddie, we have, no one's really dealt with Maddie being gone. Yeah. It's just Shade Hedda. And he sucks. Mm-hmm. Earth crew are strung up to burn. Russell spews propaganda. Riker chickens out and won't let Echo kill Russell. Murphy and Raven panic and reveal that they can make nightblood out of bone marrow. Abby says it's possible and she'll use Russell. Russell says they'll use Maddie. They have 24 hours. Russell burns the note alive. Yeah. Okay. I love that Amori's the first one to try and tell them. Like, she's try- She's out here and she's like, they're lying to you. Yep. I like that. 
I like that it was Amori. I feel like Amori is more of the embodiment of morality over immortality. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Because she quite literally, like, lived that truth. Yeah. Riker just betrays everyone. Pick a side. He, Riker's side is Riker. He's like, I'm going to betray the primes by letting Gabriel out. I'm going to betray the primes by telling their secrets. And now he's like, I can't betray the primes. <laughs> so I'm like, buddy, what's going on here? Is Riker, like, their Murphy? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're like, shut up, Murphy. Shut up, Riker. It, it, they both just flow off the tongue. Yeah. So Raven and Murphy reveal that Abby can make more m- night blood. I like that Murphy's the one who remembered. Yeah, that was really neat. He has a good memory. It's kind of hilarious to me that Kane airlocked himself on the the show saying this must be done mm-hmm. because we must get rid of the night blood. And then in the next episode, and Raven Raven in that episode was like, you know, morally it's right. We have to get rid of this Nightblood. We never should have made it in the first place. And in this one, she's like, oh, my life is in danger. Can we make more Nightblood? And I'm like, so Kane really did die for less than nothing. I'm just so confused because Raven was just like, there's no way for that. Like, they can get some more on the ground, but, but they're not going to have a way to make it in zero G. It's like, if Murphy remembers the bone marrow thing... Raven should remember the bone marrow thing. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? They, I'm confused. They keep handing Raven the morality ball or the idiot ball. Yeah. And depending what they need the plot for her to do, she holds either one. Yeah. And in this episode, she juggled both. Wow. But it just kind of blew my mind that, you know, Kane's sacrifice was this big noble thing. And oh, just kidding. Because one episode later, we're going to not only invalidate that, but have the person who supported him doing that turn tail and say, hey, Abby, I know I was yelling at you all season for this, but can you now do this thing? And I'm like, are you kidding me? If I could do some more um, promotion here, if you like when we make fun of, (laughs) if you like when we make fun of the shows you like, check out our Riverdale podcast. (laughs) Man, it sure is fun over there. Here's the thing though. I will defend Riverdale to my dying breath because 100%. Riverdale knows what it is. Yeah. And it leans into that yeah. so hard. Mm-hmm. And even when I met my most angry with Riverdale, I never anything less than entertained. I love Riverdale. <laughs> if you told me who watched season one that I love Riverdale with my whole entire heart, yeah. I would be like, okay. That sounds fake. But now, if you told me in season one that I would be rooting for Archie Andrews... <laughs> I would be like, get out into the sea. I yeah. don't believe you. Get out into the sea. Yeah. I love. I like Archie. So it's like... I said it. I said it and I freaking meant it. They finally got him right at the end of season three. Okay. You know what? <laughs> it and took I- him a long time, but they got him right. Anyway, if you enjoy, like, obviously all of this is with love. And so if you like listening to us playfully make fun of your favorite characters, check out our Riverdale podcast yeah, because, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. It's fun over there. I mean, I'm fully not making fun of Raven. I'm saying, hey, the writing has been so inconsistent. Please save Raven Reyes from this. Because Raven and Abby's relationship is really bad. Mm -hmm. And then Raven had the audacity to say, Abby, no, I got this. And I was like, hello? Hello? What? Did the writers forget that they've had them fight each other the whole season? Mm -hmm. Like, I I am so for Raven and Abby having a good relationship. I want to take that relationship and protect them from the rest of the world because they they should they should be friends. Yeah. You know? I love how she's like, okay, well, if someone has to donate bone marrow, it's going to be you. And he's like, guess who it's not going to be? Me. Me. No. I love that. He's like, let's put that onto a child instead. Yeah. 
Abby was like, yeah, um, you Ex- suck. Extracting bone marrow from children. Hi, season two. And season four. Hi. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they said, so we're going to save Maddie with Becca's notebook. I thought that the notebook we were using before was Titus's notebook. No, it was Becca's. But we, ha- but they specifically said it was Titus's. And on the podcast, I was like, I thought it was Becca's notebook. Why are th- this? Mm. So notebooks? Listen, explain. is hard. America, explain. America, explain. So anyway, bye, Ty. So. <laughs> Which is like my Ty, but worse. Yeah, no, I got it. Worse, yeah, you got worse. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Raven is clearly going to isolate the code and remove the flame instead of doing the whole, like, bone marrow thing. She's going to remove the flame altogether or she's going to remove Shave Hedda from the... From I mean, either one. I think the crux of it is basically they're going to do that procedure instead of doing night blood. So what's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. Like, are Clark and Bellamy going to have to be the ones who save them? Clark, Bellamy, Gabriel, and Octavia? That's not much of an army. Yeah. Who are these people who are, like, around for this ceremony, but they're not allowed outside? Like, are those nulls? I think they're just watching because they didn't want to be in the crowd. Okay. I think they're just, like... They just, they made it, there were a lot of shots of them, and I was like, what's your story? Yeah, they, you know? I think it was just, like, cool atmospheric stuff. Yeah, okay. Do you think they're gonna actually try and, this is what I'm trying to think about now, do you think they're actually gonna try and do the bone marrow on Maddie as well? Because they have to? That it's seems be- like something they'd make Abby do to a child. I think it's gonna be hard to restrain her for that. Yeah, oh yeah, good point. I'm just thinking in terms of, like, what this season has done so far is if they find an excuse to torture someone, they will do it. And yeah, they, what's gonna, like, they've already vanilla eyes. They've already villainized Abby so much. They're like, let's have her perform a really painful surgery on a child when she doesn't actually have to. Exactly. I, I feel like that's very much in line with what they've made Abby do the last little while. I think either way, um, I'm really excited to see Raven save the day again. Yeah. It's freaking time. I know. It's just gonna feel weird because I'm just like, great. So you were mean all season and now you're being nice and you win. Raven is, Raven suffers from the show not knowing what to do with her and I think it's sad. Okay. You ready for Clark and Josie? Yeah, but first, can you tell me what Patreon is? Sure. Oh my god, do you not know? No, I've never heard of it before. Okay, well, Patreon is a service where you can donate monthly to your favorite creators. (gasps) Do you want to know more? That seems so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think the police are coming for us to tell us why that's such a... Uh, such a bargain they're like the deal's too good it's illegal (laughs) the joke's too funny (laughs) i'm not going back to jail (laughs) anyway it's like a dollar a month if you want to donate to i don't know maybe us at patreon.com slash the aficionados (laughs) i don't know maybe like if that's just something that you're into you get early access to the episodes and you get a postcard every year for a dollar. That's it. That's literally it. I mean, listen, we'll take more from you if you want. Like, for example, there are some people who give $5. There's some people who give $15. Those people are so nice. I mean, Brittany's mom gives us $50 a month. But either way, uh, the smallest is a dollar a month. Stop it. It's too much of a bargain. <laughs> the deal's too good, Jim. I'm calling the police. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> the bargain's too good. Um, um and, like and, 69 cents. and hey, Brittany, what, what what if I can't afford to give you a dollar a month? I I'm really pinching pennies here, Brittany. <laughs> Yo, me too, like to be honest. I know. That's why we need you. Help. Yeah, literally. It's okay. Uh word of mouth is almost as valuable, mm-hmm. to be honest. Please um recommend us to a friend. We believe strongly in doing this for free. 
it costs us money, but it shouldn't cost you money. But if you want to try and help us, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much. We got y'all. Y'all see that we have five podcasts now. It's a whole mess. We do all of that just out of the goodness of our hearts. No, we don't. We do it because we're out of control people whose thoughts have to be shared with other people. Yeah, and I also, I like the attention, to be honest. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thank you for following me on Twitter. That is the, literally the epitome of the theater kid versus the band kid. Is like, actually, the band kid thing is even like, what, what section determines if you're an introvert or an extrovert, but I won't get into those politics right now. <laughs> okay. But essentially, I'm like, I hate attention. <clears throat> you love attention. Together, somehow we make it work. The best show that I was ever in is the one where I got to play the title character, oh, and then the very end of the musical, I got to do the final song, and it was a solo, and I was in the end, at, like, I was in the very middle, and other people went around me, and the spotlight was on me, and then at the end, I finished my big note, and I was in the middle, and everybody cheered. You are the oldest child through and through. I have a video. One yeah. of the proudest moments of my life, Brittany. She made me watch it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You I didn't make you watch the whole thing. That's true. No, no, no. I mean, I watched that exact moment. Yeah. Um, one of the proudest moments of my life. That was closing night. PQ. I remember it forever. Can we talk about people who aren't you now? Yeah, and then a couple days later, my boyfriend dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> was it no! <laughs> Thems were sad days, that Brittany. That didn't turn. That's what happened. Listen, he was just like, she's too good at drag. I can't live up to this. Genuinely, it's because he didn't like that they made me cut my hair. Wait, what? Yeah. I accidentally nailed it? Yeah. They made me cut my hair and oh, dye it brown. Oh, that's a whole mess. They made me cut my all my hair off into a pixie cut, and they made me dye it brown, and he said he didn't like it. <laughs> so anyway. Shout out, Lane. <laughs> So anyway, um, I see you, Lane. My girlfriend decided her hair brown, and you know what I had to say about that? That looks nice, honey. You look beautiful. Because <laughs> it takes like five seconds to be like, "Hey, I can, I can mess with this." It's okay, you guys. We were only together for two and a half months. So, still, he so, should have said he liked my haircut, and he didn't. He should have lied. It was mean. I think you would have been cool being lied to about that. Yeah, yeah. It hurt my feelings. You're like, if you lie to me to be nice to me, uh, that doesn't. I was only 19! Uh, a baby. Uh-huh. So tell me my hair looks nice. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry that you were better at drag than he was. Probably. Please keep all that in. My whole throat. Oh, I'm going to. All right, let's get to the plot that we actually liked, because Woo! this was dope. Clark and Josie. My cat is staring at me. Clark and Josie argue over who should have control of their body. They find a hatch to hide from Josie's guards in. She and Gabriel used to hang out in there. Hang out? quote unquote hang out apparently he doesn't want to kill primes even though they've literally been saying all season that they do clark has a seizure mm -hmm. so i love josie's attitude to clark having a seizure because it's basically oh here we go josie says when gabriel hears the engine he'll what he'll what yeah what does that mean like i guess maybe he knows that they're there when gabriel hears the engines he'll run away and you can't find him i guess uh okay the fact that they call it a hatch that's hurtful Hi. Hi. That's a lost reference. You're kidding. It really is, though. I know it is. Um, but it's called an observation blind. Can you explain that to me? No, because I don't know what that means either. Me neither. Okay, good. It's a thing. I just don't know much about it. I'm too tired to look. Cool. Um, killed no primes in 70 years. Killed bodies, but not drives. Josie has killed four more primes than Gabriel has, just to be clear. 
Okay, first of all. Well, Simone was the one who pressed the button, but still. T. Second of all, all season we have been told this is such a hundred thing to do. Where they're like, we're going to tell you something repeatedly. And then in one line, we're going to be like, oh, well, the stakes aren't actually that high. And I'm like, what? The chant is death to Prime. Yeah. <laughs> one of the people said that as he killed to Prime. Yeah. Hello? What? <laughs> Josie is like, oh, no, the vines will come. So it's like, y'all hang, uh, y'all hung out in here, even though you knew that vines were just waiting for you to lie down. You know what? I, too, lie down at night. With vines, but it's vines on YouTube. Vine compilations. <laughs> so she's like, oh no, literally no one will ever find us here. And not only will you be dead and the body will be dead, but I'll also be dead because no one will ever find my chip. I mean, that's I a valid thing here. to worry about. Yeah. Except that she literally said that she and Gabriel used to come there and Gabriel knew where she was. Mm-hmm. So, though I guess okay. she would kind of believe that he didn't care about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So the plan is just still Bellamy's plan? I guess. Because they've switched plans so frequently. Yeah. But it's just at the core of it, Bellamy's plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready for the next episode? Yes. Next episode. And yeah. Clark keeps seizing. Josie's bored. Clark wakes up inside her own head again. Their minds are merging and all of their memories are jumbled together now. Clark wants to take Josie back to her side, but their minds are too meshed to separate now. Clark wants to shoot Josie, but they decide to float Josie's memories instead. It's very different stakes there. Yeah, um, the only two notes I had about this was just that Josephine doesn't know what would happen if Clark killed her in this moment, because this has never happened to her before. Um, And then that they just uh, delete her memories. So I was looking at the drawings around Clark, and it kind of seems to me like, is it just a different angle or are they kind of different? I don't know. I feel like I didn't see that Jasper one that was right behind Exactly. That's what I was kind of, so, I was like, oh, are these new? I don't know. I did, honest, to be honest, I didn't take a huge look at it just because I looked around and most of the big ones were the same. Like that mm-hmm. Jasper one seemed a little new to me. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, but I was like, yep, there's Jaha. Yep, there's Indra. Yep, there's Bellamy. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. You know, um, I was also deeply tired when I wrote my notes. And so I was like, I'm going to um bed. So if they can airlock Josie's memories, does that mean if you erase one in Clark's room those also erase those memories you mean like if clark had left her door open like to herself yeah uh i don't know because then clark herself would have been erased i guess so it wouldn't matter oh yeah i just i, I think it's a shame that we like now won't spend more time in this space because yeah. i love this being inside clark's head i think is one of the most interesting things the show's ever done yeah and it's a shame that we don't get to see it anymore uh-huh I thought using, and I think I said this during our trailer reaction last episode, but, like, using the airlock for this right after last episode when that's where Kane went is, like, uh, I feel like they just don't care at this point. And yeah. I don't mean that as an insult. It just, just made me like, feel ucky. It's a means to an end where they're like, okay, we need to use this narrative device twice. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, that's probably the fourth time. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I just, I think because the show is so unemotionally attached to what happened to Kane, mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Clark wants to shoot Josie, so she goes from zero to 60 real fast. What else is new? It's Clark. But the thing that I really like is that Clark has the gun to Josie's head, mm-hmm. and she's kind of just looking at Josie like, well, why not? I don't have anything else to lose. And I'm like, God, I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's so mean, and I like her so much. 
Next one? Yeah. In Josie's memories, Josie and Gabriel spend time in new bodies while Clark and Josie watch. Gabriel didn't want to be brought back, but Josie couldn't let him die. Clark says Josie can keep that memory. Josie wasn't always so stone cold, and Clark can relate. One of her memories turns into an axe. Clark vents all of Josie's memories, and Josie disappears. In the real world, a tree tries to eat her. Okay, so I understand why Gabriel's a little confused, just because... Okay, so the reason why it can be reverse engineered to do what it does, Mm -hmm. because this isn't what the chips were originally made for. Yeah. They got reverse engineered by Gabriel. Yeah. So I understand why Gabriel's confused. If Gabriel is like, how was mine reverse engineered? Like, who did that to mine? Like, I wonder if Gabriel- like, Gabriel thought that he was gonna die, like, he only got one body, you know? I I think that perhaps the entire point of the chips was always to store memories. Yeah. The drives was always to store memories. Right. It's just that Gabriel's part was more using them to re-upload and integrate them into, like, neural circuitry that was more of his contribution. Uh-huh. So, I think Becca probably invented them to be memory storage, and then Gabriel kind of just went, when I die, don't re-upload me. You know? Like, because that also solves the problem of why the hell could they suddenly bring Josie back after she was already dead? Mm -hmm. Because how did her memories get uploaded? And I guess the only solution there is they're uploaded constantly the minute the drives are put in their brains. Right, and then then it officially saves it once they die. Yeah, at point of death. Yeah. So I think Gabriel maybe didn't express totally that he didn't want to come back but just kind of was like i probably won't yeah and i'm okay with that and then they brought him back and he was like i don't know if i'm morally comfortable with this and i'm like you invented it like i understand you don't want to live with the sin with the sins that you've committed but to quote Billadama, sooner or later the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore yeah and gabriel has wanted to do that for a very long time Mm -hmm. i like that she calls him old man she calls him old man multiple times. It's really cute. And the fact that everyone else calls him the old man yeah. is really interesting. That that's where that nickname came from. I love it. So I thought that was very cool. Um, clearly their second bodies are not far apart age-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Josie says that his original body when she was brought back the first time was dying from cancer anyway. That was interesting. Yeah. So, okay. Do you think it was like constant radiation exposure? Could have been. Yeah. Uh... But it's interesting also that Gabriel immediately, like, doesn't like it even the first time. Like, he doesn't like being in another body even the first time. Yeah. You know? Like, for example, Riker, probably, like, the first couple times was like, cool, I'm immortal. Because, once again, he was, like, a kid. Yeah. But then it got to the point where it's like, probably Gabriel got in his head and he was like, you're right, this is kind of not cool. Yeah, like, someone died for this to happen. Yeah. I thought that whole line about her loving him forever was really sweet. It was. My whole problem with this was that... Josie is standing there and she's crying and it's really touching. And she's like, I wasn't always so stone cold. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if this was genuine or not. Yeah. You know, I it makes me wonder if she was only doing this to garner Clark's sympathy. Mm-hmm. But then why would she waste that time doing that then? Yeah. Because yeah. they wasted quite a bit of time watching that memory. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it was genuine or do you think it was just a ploy? Um, When I watched it the first time, I thought it was genuine just because... When her memories that Clark just kind of, like, haphazardly threw into the thing, she was, like, so jarred by that. Mm -hmm. She was like, I know that something is missing, even though I don't know what it is. Yeah. That she was, like, probably 
scattering around looking for the memories that she holds most dear. Like, if she can still remember them, she's like, I have to find those ones specifically so that she doesn't accidentally throw those away. Okay. That's what I kind of got from it, but I don't know for sure. Sure. Book becomes Axe. What? What the hell? Was this... I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't understand. if the memory can become the physical object, like, I do buy it just because that was the same axe that her father was using. Yes. But. And of course, then, then she uses it on Clark. She gets that idea. Yeah. So it's like, it felt like it was like, was this a message from your father? Like, I don't Possibly. think it was, but like, just a memory. I don't yeah. know. It was weird, but like, I kind of dug it. Yeah. I was kind of like, okay, sure. You know? Yeah. When we saw Dave the original time, and I was like, his IMDb says he was in 610, like, oh, something crazy must be happening. It was just a flashback yep. to that scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Jade and the guards search for Josie. Gabriel and Octavia find her instead. Octavia is not impressed. Josie calls for the guards and gets them all captured. She orders for Octavia to be killed and for she and Gabriel to be taken prisoner. A guard goes rogue and kills them all because it's Bellamy. He sends Jade back to Sanctum and tells her he'll kill Josie if they hurt any of Earth crew. So I have a question for you. Okay. How did Bellamy randomly infiltrate those guards? Okay. So, um, first of all, last episode, he was given the keys. Mm-hmm. So I assume that he took the keys. Un- Escaped the children of Gabriel. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, like, pre- continued to pretend that he was in there. And then when most of them left, like, attacked the one. That- I'm making this up. Okay. But, like, attacked the one that was left, took his outfit, and then just, like followed them okay that doesn't work because that was the children of gabriel and yeah. jade is with guards oh. from sanctum oh. <laughs> okay so at some point bellamy so. found them knocked one out stole his outfit learned how to ride a motorcycle and then did this well clark knocked a couple of them out right maybe yeah like he when she just- was running and it was like everybody but jade like she knocked out jade and i think she knocked out other people too right possible yeah and then maybe Bellamy was, like, just strolling through the forest being like, where's Clark? And he was like, oh. What a crazy random happenstance. Great. Thank God I downloaded how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Gabriel knew she'd pick this hatch because this is where, like, one of her best memories with him is. Pretty soft. That's pretty cute. Pretty soft. She, he was like, I think it's this one. <laughs> so Josie's like, kill Octavia and take Gabriel prisoner because Josie doesn't care who saves her. Yeah. She just wants to be saved. I loved that moment. I also loved when she kind of looked at Octavia and she was like, Blood Reina, we finally meet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Bye. Dr. Evil AF. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, I like how neither of us ever expected it to be Bellamy. No. Like, my brain was literally like, when he, when he started like shooting people, I was like, oh, did one of them go rogue? Slash, oh, this must be Gaia. I, I mean, I knew that we, we knew where Gaia was and everything already, yeah. but I was like, oh, did Echo get away? Oh, I thought it was Echo. Blah, blah, blah. Even though we already saw Echo like on the other side of the heckin' moon, like I was like, oh, oh, who could it possibly be? Like, Bellamy didn't even cross my mind, no. because which is weird. Like, they, of course, he should have. I think because the, like, everything that preceded this scene, no one brought up Bellamy. Oh, yeah, no one brought him up at all. And I was like, I guess the writers didn't want to show their hand. And I'm like, okay, well, that worked pretty well then. I love how Josie was like, Bellamy, let's gossip about Clark. And then she was like, Clark, let's talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, why is that you? (laughs) So Bellamy hugs Octavia back, but it's weird. I love that. I love that Octavia's like, hey, I've been redeemed now. I'm going to hug you. 
And Bellamy's like, yo, I wasn't there for that plot. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, like, there's other stuff going on. Oh, crap, but you're my sister, and I do kind of want to fight like, right he's now. He's like, pat, pat. He's like, okay, maybe I have time for this. How does Jade get out of everything? Is Jade immortal? I don't know. Jade is a null, so I'm like, hello? Like, literally, I can, like, count how many times Jade, like, should have died but didn't. Robin is literally holding her aunt's hands out, counting them on her fingers. There's a lot. Yeah. They need Jade to live as long as possible until the plot demands that she die. They keep being like, Jade's gonna die. Jade is suddenly alive. Jade's gonna die. Jade is suddenly alive. And I'm the only one who cares about Jade. That's part of my thing, is that, like, caring about tiny characters. Mm -hmm. And, like, I guess I care about Jade, but also the main thing I care about is, like, how she keeps being alive. Yeah. When she should be dead. (laughs) Another thing that I kind of loved here was that we had sort of soft Josie in the previous scene, and then she reverted right back to normal Josie. Yeah. So my whole thing with this is there was kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card with airlocking her memories, because it means that either she didn't have to remember things that would make her feel guilty, Mm -hmm. or she kind of just got to do whatever the hell she wanted because... It's always worked for her in the past, according to her own memories. Yeah. So even if she remembered having that heart-to-heart with Clark, it could have been gone, like, five seconds later. Right. Gabriel, Octavia, Bellamy, and Josie prepare to remove the drive. They have to stop Clark's heart in order to back Josie up onto her drive. Gabriel isn't sure he wants Josie to be put into another body. Josie wants to stay in Clark's body and conveniently can't remember the bad things she's done, and she wants to grow old with him. Gabriel makes his choice and stops Clark's heart. Josie is dead. Gabriel tries to restart Clark's heart. Josie appears and cuts Clark's throat because she hid in Clark's neural mesh. Bellamy won't accept that Clark is dying and gives her CPR. Clark hears him and kills Josie. He punches Clark in the boob until she wakes up. Prove <laughs> <laughs> like, me wrong, that's why. And Clark's like, ow, ow. <laughs> like, that's not where the heart is. Good morning. Thanks. So death causes the mind to back up is something important to remember Mm -hmm. um are they friends i don't know about that who gabriel and no josie was like if you can believe in me and clark are actually friends i'm like i don't think i think for five seconds you might have been but then you decided to turn everyone over and have octavia murdered so clark's probably not your friend i think josie has had such a small amount of friends in her (laughs) life and like all of her friends hate her like kaylee was her best friend and killed her yeah so like she's like me and clark tried like, didn't try to kill each other for five minutes. That means we're friends. <laughs> She's literally like, if you don't try to kill each other, is it even friendship? Yeah. And I'm like, you're an unhealthy person. Yeah, exactly. Can you talk, uh, hey, Josie, why are you quoting Hamlet at Gabriel when everyone knows he loves the Crucible? Uh, you can love more than one play. I know, but like, hello? Why are you quoting Hamlet? Oh, because you think it would have been more poignant to quote the Crucible? No, I just mean that like... And I understand it's like, Josie knows everything, so of course she knows this Hamlet quote. Of course she knows this Shakespeare quote. But also it's like, I wish we had seen something about, like, Hamlet meaning something to them. Yeah, it should have been the Crucible. So, hello? It was a good quote. It was. I was like, As soon as I heard it, I literally was like, Hamlet? Yeah. Eliza in this scene is so good. Yeah. He says that he loved her. He's loved her for centuries. This is a that's fan oh, I love that. I've literally said on Twitter that like you t- you like pick your ship. Yeah. And then make and then pretend they're like primes. You know, like you know those fan fictions that are like soulmates um, AU. Yeah, but it's yeah. like yes, definitely soulmates AU. But it's like um a bunch of different lives in which your two characters like fell in love. 
or whatever. Or like the ones that are like a bunch of different times that your characters like almost miss, like just Re- miss reincarnation kind of. Yeah. Yes. Like that. It's like you could do that exact same thing with like the, with like a primes type thing, mm-hmm. like prime, primes AU. I don't know what you would call it. Sanctum AU. I don't know. I like primes AU. Yeah. It, not necessarily even in sanctum, but just like the idea of being immortal all the time yeah. or whatever. And like having a new body and stuff. And I don't that's, know. This that's is, reincarnation. Yeah. But I mean like. With science instead of Yeah, and I yeah. also mean also that, like, as far as I know, and I haven't done very much research on reincarnation, but as far as I know, like, when you get reincarnated, you don't necessarily know you've been reincarnated. Oh, yeah, good point. Right? It's just your soul. Yeah. So, but, like, they, like, know and, like, they feel bad about it, you yeah. know? It's just interesting. They're truly, like, a really interesting ship. Oh, yeah. Very, very interesting. It's it's a shame that I've loved you for centuries. It's such a good line. Whoa, hello. <laughs> the thing that I really liked in this scene was that Josie kind of was like, Josie will play any side in order to get what she wants. So she goes along with Bellamy's plan until she is right where she needs to be. And then she's like, one more shot. Can I stay in this body? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God. One more time. She's really dedicated to that cause. I know. And then Gabriel's like, no. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I- I'm going to do it anyway? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so I think we already talked about this, but like, use mesh to stay. So is she not still inside the chip? I'm confused. I think we she's We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we think she's in the chip. Okay. So I just wanted to say that I am so sad for the Balark fandom today. Well, I'm not sad for them just because, like, this scene is, like, really, really good for Balark. It's beautiful. But they have been waiting for a Balark kiss for six seasons, and Clark and Bellamy finally touch mouths, and it's not romantic at all. It's just CPR. You can't even gift that romantically, and I feel bad. Fun fact. Brittany's about to bring up Star Trek. Okay. This literally happens to Janeway and Chakotay. Okay. In season three of Star Trek. Yeah. It was the only time their lips ever touched was when uh, he was giving her CPR. Uh, and you can't like, gift that romantically. And that that show, just like this one, had absolutely, well, at the time they had intentions of making it canon, but they decided not to make it canon. And much like this show, they, this will probably not be canon. Yeah. So there's so many little pieces though, especially in this season. I'm like, hello. This is just like, there's a lot of stuff that I can no longer look at and go, I can see how they're trying to do this platonically, but the chemistry is doing it. Or I can see why people think that, but I don't personally see it. But with this, I was like, he is crying over her body, Mm -hmm. begging her to live. First of all, Chakotay did the same thing, which is why I think this is romantic. Yeah. And then brings her back to life. Yeah. He has a girlfriend (laughs) that he has not brought up in a while. Yeah. So, I mean... She was the one who was like, go save Clark. Okay, but here's the thing. Next episode, I bet you 10 bucks there'll be a Becca love scene and all of this will get walked back. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm personally not invested in the ship of Bellark, so I'm like, okay. But Mm -hmm. if I was a shipper, I would be kind of frustrated. Yeah. And I know because I have been in that anger space since... The first time I watched Star Trek Voyager, like, ten years ago. Yeah. Can I give you... But just like in The Hundred, it's canon in the books. Mm. So... Yeah. Just, if if you're upset at something, just know that it's canon somewhere. Yeah. Janeway and Chakotay are together in the books. It's canon on AO3. Go find it. It's there. It's true. (laughs) 
Can I tell you an anecdote about my life? Yeah. So you know how I say I'm an I'm a drama instructor. I sure do. I am. I you, you know I'm not lying. lying. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to do that, I had to go do a first aid course, mm-hmm. and I was we were doing super, le- learning CPR, obviously. And they were like, "Any questions?" And I was like, "Yes." So it happens on Lost. It happens on Stranger Things. It happens all over the place. When you do CPR and it's not working, does pounding on their chest help? Does it work? Because on TV it helps and it works. And guess what they said? I bet you they said no. No. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. So when this so happened, I was like, um, not realistic. Wait a minute. You're telling me, you're telling me the Bellamy punching Clark in the boob did not work? Apparently. What the heck? What the heck? It's like, what? why did they do? Oh, God. Uh, I love TV science. Yeah. You know, it's so irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Like the next time someone's choking, just punch. Actually, choking you should put pressure there. So yeah, yeah like definitely there. kind of do punch them a little bit. Not don't actually do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, the CPR, the science behind the CPR was hilarious. I do really like that Bellamy's determination was there. I like that Octavia was there to see all of that. It was really sweet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I think Octavia should see. Where's Dioza? Mm-hmm. I just started thinking about Dioza. Oh, where's Dioza? In the anomaly still, I guess. I guess they aren't bringing her back. No, they have to. At some point, Diosa has to come back. Or I will lose my mind. I will also be upset, but I'm not going to be surprised if they don't now. Just because they've started to snowball till the end. There's only three episodes left. Do they have time to bring Diosa back? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to be optimistic. Great. Now it's time for our segments. My first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is our favorite line award. Mine goes to Octavia and Josie for... Bellamy. Because of course it is. And mine goes to Russell for... Can we just eat lunch in peace? Can we just eat lunch in peace? The man just wanted to eat lunch once. He just wants his finger sandwiches and his soup. (laughs) That's all he wants. (laughs) And he just wants to be able to eat them without people yelling. (laughs) Or dying. Yeah. He's like, oh man, I got night blood on my soup again. <laughs> it's just, I can't eat this now. He's like, it's contaminated. Get me another pot of chicken noodle. He just like, <laughs> what accent is this? I don't know. It's like a mix of Brooklyn and Boston. I don't know. Get me another, give me another bowl of chicken noodle. Stop. Okay. Okay. Give me some tomato. I'll take whatever you got. This is horrible. And my segment is... It sometimes it's which MILF was the most badass, sometimes it's the Octavia Blake shower watch. I think I'll do which MILF was the most badass this episode. Clark? Actually, I'm probably yeah, I guess Clark. Yeah. You can give it to Simone if you want it. I kinda was gonna give you it, give to, it Simone. to Priya. She's also here. Priya didn't do anything. I know, but she's a MILF. It's true, she is. Yeah, no. Jordan her. understands. Where's Jordan? Who cares? <laughs> I care what I care too, but I, his plot line, he was isolated for years. He didn't years. die, did he? No. Did I miss Jordan dying? Wait, oh my god, Jordan was stabbed in the leg and they never bothered to give us a status update on Jordan. This show is becoming a mess fast. He was like, we're gonna burn all of them. Except for the one that tried to save Priya, but we're not gonna bring him up. <laughs> Where's Jordan? At Shannon, where I, are you? I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, but, like, if if something's a mess, I'm gonna call it a mess, and this is a whole mess. Yeah. This might be two messes. Uh, now it's time for the Most Valuable Protagonist Award. This week's MVP is Bellamy again, I guess? Maybe Clark? Plot twist, eh? it's Jade, because she keeps surviving. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I'll give it to Gabriel? 
Give it to Ty. I think I'm going to give it to Gabriel. Okay. Because he saved Clark. And he faced his fear. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to give it to Gabriel. Okay. Uh, I used to have Marcus gain beard appreciation, but uh, he's dead. We should probably so. take that out of the dock because ouch. No, I think I'm just going to keep doing it. As I'm, a memorial? Yeah, and I'm dead inside okay. and so is he. Okay. And outside. Yeah. And I mean, space. who knows where his body is though? I guess they just left his body up on the space station. No, he's in space. Gavin's body is in space. Wow. <laughs> oh no. A whole mess. Okay. How many episodes is the last murder? Thanks a lot, Ty. Oops. We almost wow. got to Hero. Also, Gabriel yeah, killed Josie? Uh, I guess that kind of counts, yeah. Yeah, either way. Sure. Either way, murder occurred. Now it's time for our trailer reaction. Oh, P.S. In case anyone's wondering, they were supposed to screen 611 at Comic-Con and then they, they didn't. didn't. So I don't know what happened. I wish I had answers for you, but I don't. Okay. Okay. Yep. Three, two, one, play. Oh. Um, if we can spare an essential. Oh, okay, so Octavia. Bye, Riker. Oh there, um, that promo had a lot for, you know, six seconds. Okay, let me actually listen the to it. The first second like is just blackness. How did the children of Gabriel catch if Octavia? Can, if we can spare innocent lives, we should. Okay, so let's see. Who do we have here? Oh, good. More of the Maddie and Shade Hedda storyline, because that's what I want. So Octavia is being held hostage by the Cogs, question mark? I think they must have stormed Gabriel's camp. That's Yeah, that's definitely what it looks like. Maddie versus Shade Hedda. I'm, I'm tired and I don't want it. You know what this is? What? This is our third Clark storyline. What do you mean? Inside Clark's head. Inside Octavia's head. Inside Maddie's head. Oh, here you go. We're here again. Show me freaking what the what the frick Raven's thinking. Yeah, I would love to know what's going on in Raven's head. How, why? Since when is Octavia like, if we can spare innocent lives, we should? Hey, she has a new personality, okay? Hello? And that was one of the best plot lines of the, se- of the whole show. So show some respect. <laughs> okay. Uh... Okay, so then we're getting a close-up on this one random child of Gabriel. I don't know. Sure. Who is holding a gun to Bellamy and Clark. Echo is killing Riker, which honestly, okay. Yeah, Riker's gone. Do you think that Echo wakes up and thinks that all of her friends died and it's Riker's fault and that that's why she kills Riker? That would be incredible just because I want to see Echo do that. She looks really upset. God- I, I I know people hate Echo. I don't care. Yeah. I would die for her. She is I, so cool. I think that might be what happened. Uh, oh boy. Or she just kills Riker because he betrayed her. Yeah, could be. Both one. Clark is a hostage. Who is this? Uh, what? I can't tell who this that's is. That's Shade Hedda. And who? Oh, hang on. Is that another commander? That's Miller. Okay, so that doesn't make sense. That's Miller and what looks like Shade Hedda, but clearly isn't Shade Hedda. So it could be Maddie Shade Hedda. Could be Cassius and Miller? Oh, yeah, 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 it's a, It's a guard. He has the guard cloak on. Okay. Then we have Shade Hedda, obviously, who I feel like this is another lost reference. Just the, the scarred like, over eye. Scar-, scar over eye and then also like fully having. So like there's a character in- that we meet in season three of Lost who wears an eye patch. Mm-hmm. His name is Mikhail. And um, in the season three finale, he takes off his eye patch and it looks very similar to this. Yeah. So. Okay. So this is the finally the Maddie in the science lab storyline that we saw in the trailer. Yeah. Finally. So it's Jackson who's trying to help her. I swear if Maxie... <laughs> Maxie. Maxie. I just got confused with... Mad? I got confused with Maxon and uh, and Maddie. Um, if Maddie kills Jackson, I can't be friends with her. Do you, It looks like she... Has, it looks like she misses. It looks like she has a scalpel and maybe gets him across the 
chest, like, yeah. Kirk style. He's like, whoa, excuse me. He's like, hey, you know what? I was not looking for this shirt to have a boob cut out. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, kid. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, write us a review on iTunes. We like those, and we also have a survey. It's just perpetually open, and uh, we would love to hear from you. It's in the description, and I just remembered that I got an email today that someone else filled out our survey, so I'm actually going to go look at that right now. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show, too. Uh... We like to make fun of that show, too. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite podcasts to do. All I like to do all my favorite, all of the podcasts, but I love doing Riverdale. Yeah. It's so mindless. The show is so mindless that it's so much fun to put thought into. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I want to think deeply about Archie Andrews. Yeah. And then I want to make fun of him. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of Lost, we'd like to talk about that show, too. We are currently in the uh, decline into the end of season two. We have guests over there. We just recently recorded our episode, our third episode actually, with um, Selena Wilkin from Hypable. Uh, that episode is going to be coming out at the beginning of September. So uh, go check us out over there. And nice. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. We did full coverage of season one and then we kind of live react. Well, we didn't live react, but at the end of each episode of season three, we recorded a little sort of 30 minute bit. So you can go listen to that on our Stranger Things feed. Mm-hmm. You can follow at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebel, YouTube, mostly Twitter. Um, side of Tumblr, I put all of our gifts up there. I've been making gifts of every favorite line award. I've been follow I've been I've been posting on our Instagram story, and we also have some uh, YouTube plans. So go subscribe to us. <laughs> yeah, I have I have YouTube plans that I'm probably gonna make Robin do. Okay. I have a lot of DIY ideas. Okay. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it. I'm trying to talk at a microphone through a cat. Um, you can follow me personally, Colby's <laughs> eye contact. Yeah, you're doing right the now. podcast with a cat now. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. But keep in mind, I am a dramatic hoe. And if you follow me and there's a lot of Star Trek, that's your fault, because I just warned you. <laughs> um, mine also has a lot of Lost, so if you pay attention to our Lost podcast, that's a treat. But and if I'm- it isn't, might be annoying. You know what you should do to fix it? Watch, watch Lost. Lost. And it's like, if you follow me and you're like, wow, this is a lot of Star Trek, I'm going to make Robin watch the new Picard show and do a podcast about it, and she's going to be miserable. And that'll be fun for me. So it'll be relevant. Our next episode is episode 611. It's called Ashes to Ashes, which I literally just Googled, and it came up as a David Bowie song. It's also a really good show in the UK. Okay, cool. Um, and it's also the episode that Bob directed this season, which is very cool. I am so excited for that. Yeah. I think he's going to do a great job. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.